Hi there, Chloe here. Before we start today's show, just wanted to say thanks to all of you who have already filled in my survey. So if you have, thank you and good luck in the prize draw. If you haven't yet done it, what are you waiting for? Head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash survey. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to our latest podcast. I'm Chloe and it is great to have you listening. In today's episode, we're exploring what it takes to launch a fashion brand, run a one-person e-commerce business and play to your strengths. Without the sponsors, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So please do take a moment to check them out. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. SendPro Online makes it easy to save time and money, no matter what you send or ship, and you'll always get the best rates and never overpay. With SendPro, you can compare shipping rates between carriers, plus save five cents a letter and up to 40% off USPS priority mail shipping. As a listener, you can get a free 30-day trial and a free £10 scale, but only when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb dot com forward slash master plan. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. James Reeves is the CEO at Diefendorf, a watch company inspired by the American Revolution. James launched the brand in January 2018, and they are currently experiencing a 20 to 30% monthly traffic growth. Hello, James. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And um, you're clearly a, quite a fresh off the page uh, company. So we'll get into that later. But before we get into that, how did you personally get started off in e-commerce? Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I think first it all just start out that I just love watches, uh, which is always a good place to start for your, your new watch company. Um, and I've just, as a, as a guy, I just found there's so many, there's so few ways that a guy can kind of accessorize. And, and a watch is a, is a great statement that you can make about your style, about yourself, um, or to mark, you know, the occasion of an event. Uh, and uh, so I think that was the first, first place I started. But, um, you know, the second thing that led me into e-commerce is that uh, I'd been working in consulting and then worked in in a variety of in-house roles for, you know, coming up on two decades now uh, for my entire career coming out of college. And I found myself getting very frustrated because I had, you know, all this great education and all this experience and all this knowledge to share. Uh, But I I felt like I was just being judged by how great my latest PowerPoint presentation was. And it was quite a frustrating place to be. And and I, I wanted to instead kind of create something physical, you know, would, would, uh, you know, express who I was in a physical form as opposed to just an electronic form. And, uh, you know, looking back at my passion for watches, you know, that's when the light bulb moment went off, uh, that this is something that I could do um, if I could just figure out what would make that unique stamp in the world. So did you have any e-commerce or digital marketing experience before you launched the business? Or has this been your kind of your testing and learning baby as well as the the learning how to do the product side of things. Yeah, it's uh, all of the above um, in, in both that I had some experience enough to to be dangerous and enough inexperience to be dangerous. <laughs> and uh, it's definitely been a, a fun learning curve along the way. But you know, I, I have a marketing background uh, in, in PR, uh, integrated marketing, uh, a little bit in branding, um, but also some others in uh, background in social responsibility and sustainability. 
and was and design as well and was able to leverage a lot of those experiences into this new iteration but at the same time uh you know learning new things uh, particularly in in I guess it's not the so new media anymore, but um, you know how how to integrate in with uh, you know the analytical side of the internet and e-commerce uh, with not only Google Analytics but how everything works together with with Facebook and Instagram and um, ad placements and A/B testing. Those are all concepts that I that I knew about, um, uh, but had never actually done. Uh, and so that's where it's definitely been been a, a fun learning curve along the way. Yeah, it is. Even if you 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 know you've heard these terms again and again and again it's kind of nice to get to play around with them in reality with your own projects rather than you know simply knowing the the concept rather than than getting your hands dirty isn't it oh absolutely it's it's again going back to that wanting to move away from like the the theory of business and actually just doing business and you know there's it's just it's always a fun experience when you have um you know a strategy that you put out either on a social channel uh, you know a paid promotion and then you actually see the traffic come through and it's like, wow. <laughs> and then never mind, of course, seeing sales come through. But uh, when you're actually able to like, uh, you know, create an ad set and put it out there in the world and see people respond to it, uh, that's, that's pretty energizing. It is, isn't it? Well, look, before we, we kind of get stuck into how you've gone about launching the business and all of that, let's first off just, um, just tick the boxes for the audience so they know what your business is. So where in the world are you and where are you selling to? Yes. Uh, so we are located in Brooklyn, New York, uh, in the Dumbo section of Brooklyn, which a lot of people don't know is actually an acronym for Down Under Manhattan Brooklyn Overpass, the two bridges of the Manhattan Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge. So you might actually hear the subway rolling by every now and then. Um, and uh, so we sell uh, online. Uh, our first year, we're, we're projecting to sell 90 to 95% uh, online. Uh, with the remaining, of course, being uh, brick and mortar retail, uh, not setting up our own retail, but but finding the right retailers that uh, really kind of speak to the brand, uh, understand our brand, and then you know we work in well with them as well. But uh, our main focus is selling through through online channels. And are you selling globally, or are you USA focused with for those sales currently? Yes, we will. We will sell globally. Uh, however, we do offer free shipping within the U.S. Um, but because the watches have a higher price point uh, and insurance along with it, uh, and customs, etc., um, you know, for right now we're focusing just on the U.S. and focusing all of our advertising, all of our media outreach in the U.S. We'll ship anywhere in the world. It's just uh, outside of outside of the U.S. Uh, and the the customer would have to pay for the for, for the shipping and the VAT taxes and everything. Uh, eventually, we'll graduate to to being able to be a truly global business. Um, but right now, we're just focusing on on the U.S. market in part because our design is so focused on on American heritage that it, it makes sense to just kind of start there. Indeed. And uh, what platform are you selling on? Are you on Shopify, Magento, or something else? Uh, we're on Shopify, and and I'm a huge Shopify uh, fan. <laughs> I've looked at you know the other platforms uh, and, and some of the other businesses I'm involved in. They're on Squarespace and. Um, and WordPress, you know, and those are all very viable platforms. Um, and, uh, and each one has pros and cons, but, but I'm a, I'm a huge Shopify fan. Yeah. Me too. And if anyone out there is on Shopify or thinking about getting on Shopify, if you go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify, you will find all our podcast interviews with Shopify owners. And you will also find a link to get a great deal on a Shopify subscription. Uh, so is, as you're on Shopify, I, I'm pretty certain you'll be using some widgets and plugins. So have you got a couple you'd like to recommend to the audience? Oh, yes. How many can I recommend? <laughs> I think. 
Oh, let's, let's go for the top two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the one is, is pure chat. So uh, it's just great to have visitors on on our website come and be able to engage with them if they have any questions, um, you know, about what what type of movement is this? A movement is like the engine of a watch. Uh, and so just to be able to engage with customers, find out what their questions are, um, is, is a unique and, and amazing opportunity. Yeah, yeah. and then the second uh, one that really literally helps me sleep at night is called uh, Rewind. And it simply, all it does is just back up your Shopify store uh, every day and uh, sends you updates along the way of all the things that is backed up. But uh, it's great because... Uh, you know, if there's uh, something, a uh, meteorite hits a, a satellite somewhere, at least there's a record of, of all the pictures that you've taken, all of the product descriptions uh, that you've put out there uh, that, uh, you know, you can can re-up your, your store in a, in a second or two as opposed to having to recreate it from scratch. Um, is it okay with a uh, sneak a third one in here? Oh, I'll let you have a third. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, I think another one that's, that I found really interesting and, it, and it's actually a really recent one it's called uh, hindsight and it actually will um, record users and 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 follow them along the website along uh, you know the, the pages that they're seeing what they're reading uh, and allows you to see uh, your customers behavior online um, in terms of just where they're clicking where their mouse is um, and it's it's been great because it uh, you know opens you up to seeing your website from a fresh perspective, uh, particularly when you know you've been working on your site for so long. Uh, you know you kind of you lose sight of of the little things, and uh, you're able to pick up um, on on the things that are tripping people up or the things that people really kind of gravitate towards. I have to say, for anyone who uses Hindsight or another app that does a similar thing, I challenge you to watch customers going through your website and not scream at the screen, why are you clicking there? Yes. What are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so, like, because you've got to get beyond the why is the customer so stupid and go, how have I allowed the customer to appear to be so stupid and how do I allow the customer to not feel so stupid um, side of things? But, you know, I guess, I guess you kind of have to, the first couple, you have to get that, what on earth are you doing out of your system before you, uh, before you carry on? And uh, so, so James, who's in the business right now? Is it just you or have you got some other people working for you? Yeah, I, I am employee one of one right now, but uh, I think what's what's really important, particularly for for new entrepreneurs, is that even though it's it is you, uh, you know, out of the, out of the gate, uh, usually, uh, you know, is really not to think of it that way. And indeed, I have an entire team that I work with uh, that is is very important to me. And so, uh, you know, one one being, of course, the my, my manufacturer and assembler who's based in the U.S. Uh, and it helped me kind of bring the design to the finish line, um, but also is the key person who will service any watch uh, in case somebody, you know, drops it from a skyscraper or something like that. Um, and so his team has decades and decades of experience in watch manufacturing, watch servicing. And I think that's that's really important because it's uh, not only making sure that you have a team that can get you to to, I guess, the start line, not the finish line of, of, of a business, but somebody who's going to be with you there all along the way and, and be able to, you know, keep your customers happy and uh, give them the service that, that they deserve. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one, I wouldn't say partner because it's not a legal arrangement, um, but a, a good kind of thought partner business, you know, partner, I guess. And then, uh, but then there's also a whole host of advisors that I regularly tap, uh, you know, their brains and, and try to uh, get some great advice 
uh, run ideas by them. And that's very important when you are on your own because uh, it can be quite lonely sometimes and you have to extend yourself to, to kind of a broader community and uh, seek input from, from other people so that you don't get caught in your own kind of group thing. Oh, very true. I love the fact these days that you can grow a business with just you and using experts for other things and freelancers and all and software to do all this stuff for you rather than having to hire people. But you can just end up in a bu- bubble of your own thought, which maybe is sufficient, but it's not going to create the best you or the best business that you could be, I don't think. Um, and I, I say that as someone who's, you know, just like you, there's only me and my business, but there's an awful lot of people who I chat to, use, abuse, hire, pay to do different expert things and to, to help me get my head straight sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's so important to break out of your, your bubble and, um, and not only ask people that um, you know, but also ask people that you don't know. Uh, and I've, I found myself learning both from, from both kind of groups, trusted advisors and friends. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's important to know, again, if you're starting out as an entrepreneur, that um, sometimes your trusted friends and, and partners and uh, family members, um, they're kind of afraid to tell you the truth. They don't know how, <laughs> how welcoming you are to like hearing your latest idea isn't quite fully baked or, you know, I I think, uh, you know, I find myself really wanting and craving open and honest feedback. And, um, you know, I have, you know, a dozen or so, um, you know, people that I, that I regularly ask feedback of, but of those, you know, there's, there's a couple that I know that will just tell me straight up that, you know, Hey, this, you got to work on this a little bit more or, or this looks good. This does not. And here's why. And those kind of opinions are, are really valuable. And if you have somebody in your life who can give those to you, hold on to them. Oh, so true. Okay. Um, James, we've talked about how the business is right now, but let's, let's go backwards a bit. You mentioned when you're explaining about it, that the product is inspired by American heritage. How did you, how did you end up deciding that was going to be the the focus, the inspiration for the products you're going to create. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a wild story. In, in that, um, you know, when I was starting to get serious about this business and was starting to to you know do some research and things like that, I was also knee deep in my other hobby, which is ancestry research. And um, I came across the story of my sixth great grandfather, who died 200 years to the day of me being born. Ooh, that's quite spooky. Yeah, it's. I felt a chill go up my spine when I when I saw his death date, um, I, and this was on ancestry.com. And um, and the more I found out about it, it, it just it it was incredible because um, you know he was the son of Swiss immigrants um, from outside of Zurich and uh, moved to upstate New York. Uh, was a captain in the militia in the Revolutionary uh, War and um, died in an ambush in in uh, Western New York, which at that time was the wild, wild west of the of the colonies. Um, and so, with that, I, I, you know, just that strange coincidence in time, I wanted to do something that would reflect him. And his name was Captain Henry Diefendorf. Uh, and so, I wanted to name the company after him. I just thought that would be a, a nice touch. Um, but at the same time, I uh, used uh, that background as a design muse. Um, and what I what I was looked at was that uh, you know I looked in the world of watches and found that there are kind of two very general categories of watches. Uh, 
One was like these really wild and crazy ones that were just so different that you could barely even tell the time on them. And, uh, and there were watches that I would never even want to wear. And then the second category was kind of everything else that watches looked very similar. It didn't matter if you were looking, <laughs> looking at a, a $6,000 Rolex or, you know, a hundred dollar in Daniel Wellington, uh, to some extent, they all use the same dial markers, et cetera. Uh, but there was nothing in between. And, uh, and that's where I thought we could play a role is, is finding watches that, that sit in that kind of, um, stretching the limits of, of design, uh, while, while still being familiar enough that you would want to wear it in the first place. Uh, so our watches actually have, um, 17 big lines and 76 small lines on the front and side of them. It's done through fluting uh, on the stainless steel case and bezel. That's something that is so unique that we actually even filed for a design patent on it. And uh, true to kind of government form, we'll find out in 18 to 36 months if we get that design patent. <laughs> but I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Um, but it's it really is, That's that's been one of the joys, um, particularly in these times uh, that, uh, you know, I call them Alibaba watches where, you know, everybody can go onto alibaba.com and, and find a watch supplier, slap their logo on it and call themselves a watch company. Um, but, you know, really, then you don't have anything unique. And then what do you stand for? You know, a brand is a lot more than a logo. It needs to be a whole experience for a customer. Uh, and I think that we've created something unique in design, but also we're creating something unique in, in an experience that you can't get from Alibaba watches right now. So, so brand is seriously important to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think um, in terms of what differentiates you in, in, a, in the watch industry, of course, it's your design. Of course, it's the materials you choose. But you have to do more than that. And, uh, you know, we've, we've taken a couple of, of, I think, really interesting stances that um, speak to who we are as a company, um, speak, speak to who we are as an experience. And, uh, and all of that rolls up to brands. I think a lot of people think brand branding is just colors, is just a font choice, um, just a logo. Um, but really, it boils down to a lot more than that. It boils down to how you write your blog posts, it, if you have a blog, um, but also how you do business, how you talk to your customers, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to think through all these things and make choices along the way that are consistent. And it's that consistency that will build a brand and build something that's worth worth building. Excellent. Now we are what uh, about twelve? As we speak, we're about twelve months into your business existing. You've had the big launch. Traffic's growing nicely. I know there's a lot of people out there who are in a similar position to you, or who are thinking of heading in your direction. And obviously, you know, just consistently um, portraying your brand is not enough to grow a business. It's, it's fundamental. I agree. But I'm sure there's some other things you've done. So have you got a couple of tips and high points or things to definitely avoid that you've learned over the last 12 months that you could share with the audience? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, my, my number one tip that when, when I talk to other aspiring entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs and even just uh, some veteran ones <clears throat> is that, you know, it goes back to that breaking out of your bubble thing uh, is uh, to kind of to, to get out there and talk to consumers and, um, and, and even non-consumers. Um, and there's actually a great book that I highly recommend, uh, called talking to humans. And it's one that is a very quick read. Uh, you should run out and, and actually you can even just get it online now, but, uh, cause it's an ebook, but, um, it just, 
helps you learn some of the core techniques to get some qualitative research done. Uh, and uh, one funny story was, and I, I, I stole this from the book, uh, but I was recognizing that I was in my own bubble and talking to friends and family and, and that was great. And everyone's giving me a pat on the back kind of thing. And I had done all my quantitative research and found all these reports, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, I wanted to, to break out of that bubble. And so I went to this uh, coffee shop near my, my office and I set up a sign that just said coffee for science and uh, waited for somebody to approach me. And I, I had talked to the manager and the manager gave me okay. And I basically told them like, hey, if you just sit down and talk to me for five or 10 minutes, I'll give you a $10 gift card to this coffee shop. And, uh, and I had a, a list of questions to kind of go through that one started out very general to very specific to watches. And uh, it was really fascinating because um, I think for me, one of the things that gave me confidence in, in to launch the business was some of those conversations that uh, confirmed a lot of the quantitative research that I had found, uh, uh, particularly looking at like millennials, um, you know, a lot of people stereotype millennials for not wanting watches and technology, this technology, that, um, but uh, the, the quantitative stats, um, actually points to the fact that millennials are the, the largest watch buying group out there uh, in terms of age demographics. Uh, and indeed, you know, some of my conversations confirm that, uh, particularly this one guy comes to mind where he, uh, he's just like, I have a smartwatch, but I don't wear it all the time because I don't actually really like it all that much, but I actually have, you know, four or five other watches that, that I do like. And so that was, um, it was really neat to kind of get that color and context that you can really only get by, by actually talking to other human beings and connecting with them on a, on a different level than, than just reaching out to people who you know are going to give you that pat on the back. And then taking all of that and your product and all the rest of it and actually getting people onto the website to buy, what's, has there been a couple of great marketing methods you found along the way? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure it's, um, it's, it's always a, a learning journey. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, I've, I get a lot of success in terms of traffic from Pinterest, um, but uh, all of those have, uh, you know, high bounce rates. And, and so the, the traffic doesn't, you know, in e-commerce speak, you know, convert a, a lot from Pinterest where, if, you know, at least in terms of uh, uh, watches, Instagram is a much better kind of channel. Um, and, and AdWords, Google AdWords, you know, I, I get a lot of traffic from that uh, and the bounce rate is a lot lower there. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's higher kind of cost per click. So, um, but I think, uh, you know, also, particularly when you're looking at like a $900 um, watch, which is where, where our price point starts at, um, you know, one of the interesting things I found was um, just kind of old fashioned hitting the pavement. Uh, my very first sale came through from uh, going to a watch event in New York um, and uh, struck up conversation with this one guy. And um, the very next day he, he bought a watch and that was my first sale from, uh, anybody who wasn't related to me, <laughs> and uh, which which was an amazing feeling. But um, I think you know it's it's very tempting to I call it introverted marketing, um, where you want to sit behind your computer screen and and deploy the latest you know analytical uh, social media advertising technique, and that is can be very helpful. But at the end of the day, uh, again, I guess there's a theme here of breaking out of your bubble, but like you have to get out and pound the pavement and, um, and meet people and, uh, you know, go to, go to fairs, go to marketing, go to, um, markets, go to, to watch events for me. And, um, that's ultimately 
it's not necessarily as scalable as some of these other things, but um, can be very helpful when you're when you're dealing with a product that is a, a high price point for for most people. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping is complex. Now there's a better way to manage it all. Send Pro Online by Pitney Bowes. Easily compare USPS and other shipping options, print labels and stamps on your own printer, track all shipments. Plus, despite the USPS post rates increase in January, you'll still get great discounts on USPS priority mail shipping and get five cents off every letter you send. Sempro Online is only $14.99 per month. You can get a free 30-day trial when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan plus a free £10 scale. That's pb.com slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love the top tips round because it gives all of us some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So James, first up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Yeah, I kind of uh, I mentioned the the Talking to Humans one. I think that that one is just really fantastic. Um, and I think uh, you know another story from from that is um, when I was doing my research, business plan research, I was in an airport bar and, uh, you know, inspired by this book, just struck up a conversation next to me uh, and uh, turned to the guy to, to my left and asked him, hey, tell me about your watch. And, um, and it's always fascinating, by the way, because every watch has a story. And, um, and so he started to tell me that, you know, he got got the watch as, as a wedding present from his husband. And as he was telling me this, he was getting choked up with emotion. And, um, and I thought that was really fascinating because, um, yeah, every watch has a story and, and many of those stories are, are highly emotional. And that is something that you will never, that's an insight you will never get from, um, you know, sitting behind a, a computer screen. Oh, very true. Okay. Then the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Yeah, I think um, it, it's, uh, uh, it goes back to, to uh, PR. I think uh, PR is underrated. Um, it, I think uh, just classic media relations, uh, creating connections with uh, reporters um, and uh, having actual kind of, uh, you know, relationships with them uh, through social media and just through, um, you know, the actual in person, I think is uh, one of the best ways to kind of create to create traffic because uh, once you, once you get a key placement uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that, that really can uh, give you a lot of uh, credibility as well as a lot of traffic that um, can exceed what, um, you know, buying that traffic can, can get you. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, another one is uh, it's called usertesting.com. It's a website and uh, you can uh, basically hire people to uh, either look at your um, your app, look at your website, um, look at uh, some kind of digital prototype and give you feedback on it. And, uh, and it's great. And so, you know, essentially somebody just... Um, uh, records their activity or reviewing whatever it is that you put in front of them digitally and and uh, speaks what they're thinking speaks what speak what they're reading and it's tremendously valuable to kind of get that insight because uh, even though um, 
you know, apps launch Shopify, um, like hindsight, uh, allow you to just see which pages they're going to actually hearing what people think, um, and which use, which words they're choosing to use is tremendously valuable. And then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? I think, um, and tying back to the PR thing, I think once you get a placement, I think a lot of people think that's where you know the celebration starts and then the the project ends. But um, you have to learn how to kind of leverage those placements and and leverage them for for that growth. Um, because if you get a, a key placement in uh, a, an online media outlet or or even just traditional media outlet. Um, that's a golden opportunity to leverage that third-party endorsement. And so I think for us, you know, we were in Gear Patrol and mentioned in one of their, um, you know, daily roundups. And, uh, you know, of course, we saw the immediate spike in traffic, but, um, and that was fantastic. But um, now being able to leverage that uh, and use it in integrated marketing uh, and uh, kind of paid boosts, um, is a great way to to scale that placement because now it's not just uh, you saying something great about your own brands, but somebody else saying something great about it, and uh, knowing that that uh, you can get something, uh, you know, get some growth out of it that is a lot more than just a, a quick placement is, I think, a key important thing for any marketer. Okay, Masterplan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Now, James, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yes, absolutely. We're on all the social media platforms. Uh, and so you can find us either at Diefendorf or Diefendorf Watches. Um, but uh, if you want something even easier to remember, <laughs> uh, just go to getagreatwatch.com. And uh, that would be a great redirect to our website. Uh, and from there, you can find all the links to our social channels. Uh, and we're happy to extend an offer to all the listeners. Uh, if you use the code MASTERPLAN at checkout, uh, that'll get you $50 off any watch. Um, just go to getagreatwatch.com. Marvellous. Well, we'll add links to all of that and details of the offer and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. James, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for being so generous sharing your experience with us. It's been really interesting to hear how important the part of brand has been in in your journey. So um, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. As I said, how cool to hear how brand was so important, both from the conception of the business, through the naming of the business, the designing of the product, and then the approach that James has taken to the marketing. And nice to hear from a business that's so early on, but has got that so solidly nailed and listening to the customer piece as well. I'm sure the business is going to go from strength to strength over the coming years. Maybe we'll get James back on to tell us how it's going. Now, James is on the show today because he's a fan of the show and he filled in our application to be a guest. If you would like to follow in his footsteps and come and have a chat with me, ready for everyone else to listen to, then head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast and click on the link to the become a guest process. It's as simple as that. There's a pretty quick to fill in form there. It's easy and I'd love to hear from you because I'm always looking for more guests and lots of interesting guests. Have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. 
Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.